We're recording. Cool. All right. Well, welcome everybody to. I'm back. Yay. I'm back and upright. <laughs> Another episode of uh, Wood Aaron Metal where I am not totally out by the kind <laughs> I don't mind if we talk about it. It's not like it was, I mean, it sucks, but it wasn't traumatic. I didn't ever anywhere near as everybody else does. Yeah. So Adam had a brain transplant. <laughs> no, they put my head out of my butt is what it was. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I don't think I want to. <laughs> <No. clears throat> still, still recouping a little bit. I still got some junk in my head, but otherwise I'm feeling a ton better. <clears throat> Very good. So, anyways, that's good. You probably haven't played much at all, have you? No, that's when you know that I'm really sick because I don't practice. <laughs> I thought about like maybe I can get like one of my kids to bring my electric guitar down, and I can just lay on the couch, and I'm like, nope, screw it, I'm just sleeping. I'm just gonna lay here and like, get it done. You know, I finally started practicing again yesterday is when I actually felt like I could do it without having to push myself to do it. Yeah. Just kind of take it easy as much as possible, get as well as I could before I started back into a work routine. So I sure. just laid off. And it, it kind of actually, I'm surprised at how much I didn't lose. Like, because I've been working up a thing for a guy for that game. And I'm still just a little bit under tempo. I'm like nine beats under the target. Or nine BPM under the target, which isn't a whole lot, but it. Uh, yeah. that's when, it's, when it's thirty-six beats per minute, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> septuplets. Uh, Sixty-nine beats per minute to the bar. Septuplet so. or sex or septuplet triplets, right? <laughs> it's crazy quick. Uh, it's not. Too, it's not that fast. But I just uh, my picking technique isn't what it used to be. So I got to work it up. But I didn't actually lose that much ground, which is a good sign to me. Yeah. I was like, not touching the instrument for a week. I was right where I left off. Cool. Yeah, so. you know, I think like, sure, you lose a little technique when you're off for a little bit, but it comes back pretty quick. I think in general. Well, it's like the one of the big things that David Russell said. He's like, we practice. I mean, it, it, classical and basically every serious musician, not just a classical thing, but we practice so hard all the time, like yeah. it's nonstop pushing our envelope that we need to learn to take a break, which I hate doing personally, but it uh, it still sometimes it works well. Like this, I think I was telling my other students about it. It's sometimes taking a break allows you to shed your bad things that you don't know that's even there. And the things that you've had this goal of the entire time are overshadowed by the problems that you're having that you don't know about. And when you finally stop, the good habits that you've been drilling forever have a chance to shed everything else and you come back with all that learned technique. Um, at least I, I find that. If I take more than a week off, though, it starts to get pretty shaky pretty quick. <laughs> Especially, I think, well, I was talking before, I think I said... Uh... Was it like March through April this past year? Is the first time I ever really took a break, but I it was like a good five weeks Dang. of not playing at all, which is a pretty much prior to that. At most, there would be like a day here and there, and you could probably count in like two or four hands how many days in thirty years or twenty some years, thirty years or whatever that I missed um, playing. There's not very many of them, except yeah. for that five week stretch but when i i, I thought it was kind of good in a way you know like it was a refresh mm -hmm. and uh you know i noticed that in other things too i i was thinking like um in sports when i played uh football a little bit like i played football through like um middle school and high school and stuff but like the when you stepped away it like the game actually slowed down i thought so every time i come back the game seems slower than it was before um, and you could see stuff that you couldn't see before. It was kind of interesting. It's like your brain needed like time to like, like if you were in it all the time, you would never see it. But like mm -hmm. if you step back for a little bit, all of a sudden your brain starts doing stuff in the background. You don't know about it. And then you Easy. notice things and it changes your perception a little bit. Well, speaking uh, of breaks, I mean, there's a good segue into the, like the Instagram thing. Cause um, Mateus, uh, how do you, how do you spell his last name? Uh, why am I blank? I'm blanking on his name. As Asanto? Or is that what it is? Something yeah, like that. Otto or something? A-S-A-E-T... 
UO or something. I'm butchering all the spelling. <laughs> I'm going to use the handy dandy internet thing we have in front of us and <laughs> find out. Yeah, so one of the bigger, if you didn't see, one of the bigger internet guitar stars in a way. Even though I think he has, he had like a whole thing before the internet and it just sort of transpired in the internet thing. A-S-A-T-O. Yeah, Sato maybe. Um, he sort of announced it like a retirement, <laughs> I think. Thing. I mean, who knows? It was very cryptic. He's just like, I just haven't been playing. I'm not any fun anymore. And just stop. I mean, it, he's just taking a break. But yeah, we, it, you know, we were talking about that a little bit ago. The, um, that culture now, like the uh, internet culture where you have to do something for what did you do? Like, what did you do for me lately? I think, like, you ever see that Eddie Murphy skit on his. <laughs> What was it from Raw or one of those? And he no. and he marries the woman from Africa, and she's like, "Eddie, what did you do for me lately?" Um, anyway, uh, Instagram and Facebook is very much like that. Like, no matter what you put out there, um, if like past twenty four hours, it's it's just gone. Like it's. Out of it, it might as well just be deleted. Like no one's gonna find it, for the most part. Um, it it just kind of disappears and fades into oblivion. I wonder and, how much of that is actually the the Facebook algorithm. I, I think it is a lot of that, right? I mean, clearly, because you know, in one sense, it's to the comp Facebook's company best interest to always put content that's continually new because that keeps people interested. That's so the probably the theory right the, uh, my theory at least you know well i mean like, that's that's probably their theory too like the way they run their company they think people want to see new 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 and maybe we all love new stuff right that somehow that we have this attachment to new especially i think in the united states in particular like w when you listen to music it's always it's like what's the new music what's the new music a lot, a lot of times in the popular culture um but yeah, like, is that reality? There's probably so much good stuff in the vault mm -hmm. that like, if Facebook or somebody was smart about it, they would find stuff that people liked even more than what stuff that's new. I mean, yeah. you know, like if they could somehow filter through and find the diamonds in the rough that got lost that no one paid attention to. Like the whole thing where they, uh, after Eddie Van Halen died, they did all those videos of like, this is Eddie's recording vault and all these tapes of sessions, like walls and walls of tapes of sessions that he yeah. did with and stuff that just like never put out. And he was always meaning to go back through and get it. And it's like all this stuff that, you know, and any mild Van Halen fan would be like, let's hear it. Yeah. You know, well, every, every time that happens, right? Like the, the Zappa family trust, the, when Prince died, Prince apparently has like, 70 hours of like stuff you know or whatever more maybe that and like he never thought it was good enough to release or whatever um and he died young enough that he never really like have anyone in mind to take over his estate and who knows what's gonna happen with that but you see like any little thing you could imagine gets put out you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the opposite thing. It's like, depending on the, the bigness of the, the person, sometimes they just pull stuff and be like, oh, yeah, this is a long lost recording of this. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's basically like three notes different from the original version, but it's marketed for something to, to make money. And I don't begrudge people making money, but, you know, sometimes you can scrape it. I, in the classical world, that happens whenever there's like a lost work that's been discovered. Like, I remember yeah, I was... Sure. I want to say the Rantucci Guitar Festival. It was, it was in Buffalo, New York. It was a guitar festival. Uh, I didn't compete in it, but I was just like participating and, and did a master class and so on. Um, but they were premiering a piece by Dennis Aguado, who's a famous guitar composer, like wrote some absolutely monster pieces for guitar. And uh, everybody loves his music, but they found a long lost piano forte and guitar duo. So like, oh, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna premiere this thing here. And like people were walking out of the concert because it was so bad. Really. Music was like, that's something that should have totally just stayed buried. You know, clearly that was like and I think they found it in like some old piano, like under yeah, right. 
something or whatever. You know, God only knows what, where it really was, but it, was, it wasn't exactly a good time. That, that reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> Like totally different topic in a way, but like the the different kinds of genius. I don't know if, if you ever seen that. Like there's there's kind of like the childhood genius, you know. And, and we're very good at spotting those people, and we we love them, right? Everybody loves the like seven year old doctor that can play violin and guitar backwards, you know, whatever, and and wrote seventeen symphonies. Um, but we're not very good at finding the. Um, there's like that kind of genius, but then there's like the 50 year old genius, the one that is like iterative and always like making all these changes. So like, it's like Mozart, you find his scores and they're almost impeccable, right? They're like first draft and they, and they look pretty good, um, but they don't ever tweak it. Like it never gets, in a way it's kind of a stagnant kind of genius because it's like, they kind of just stick with whatever that was and they don't they don't mess with it. But then you have the other kind, um, I think like Bartok kind of comes to mind too, like they, they're like the tweakers, that they've constantly tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak, and you can find 17 million versions until you get to the one that they thought was good enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not very good at spotting those people generally, and we don't treat them particularly well. Yeah, um, well, it's like Ives. Charles Ives was like... Yeah, I forget what he did as a quote-unquote real job before he was a composer, but he like gave himself a heart attack because he would write so much. He was so overworked just yeah. because of what he wanted to do, and he ended up transforming music to an extreme. He got real quiet all of a sudden. Did? How about now? Not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I can barely hear you, actually. Really? All right, yeah. let me turn it and that's, uh, that's odd. This is professional work right here is this better maybe i didn't really change anything no i did like it just like changed all of a sudden huh yeah, yeah I, my gain is crazy high what's on uh, let's see here check yeah i mean i can push it a little bit more maybe. but i am Almost up there. Is that any better? Uh, maybe I can hear you. I, I turned you up on my headphones too. That was weird. Yeah, because I'm still. I'm. What I'm, I'm not sure is if it'll get quiet on that thing. Oh uh, yeah, that would really suck. Yeah. Um, I'm recording it as well, so I haven't lost any volume on my end. Okay. Odd. I, I all I did was move a little bit, but that shouldn't make a difference. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a weird. It's probably a zoom glitch or something yeah. anyway yeah i can hear you i mean i can hear you i think it's okay so like with it, with him you know he was clearly a genius but just took it a different route and it took him forever to get recognized like sure. uh, trying to break into that at least to you know dig him back so i think that you're absolutely right with that regard because there's a lot of quote-unquote late bloomers into what we would define as genius, you know. Right. The guy from, didn't the guy that started KFC do it when he was like 65, 70? Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> came up with it, formed a huge empire. You know, that's business and it's a little bit different when, with chicken compared to music. But at the same time, why not? You know, it's, uh, yeah. it, uh, I think that's the other thing. Uh, maybe there's a good portion of the idea that genius has to be something that's produced young rather than over a long period of time and all of a sudden it becomes what it is because of experience on top of that you know it's right. like okay i'm 67 years old but he's been writing his entire life and it, it adds up like a cumulative interest and all of a sudden he's got these brilliant works of music that he's just putting out and I, i'm just speaking in generalities i don't know anybody that comes to mind <clears throat> with that but it, i still think that principle kind of applies that there's kind of a weird social fascination maybe it's because it's easier to measure when it's a kid because there's such a commonality of steps in development that we all see. So when we see something that's acting at an that's uh, adult-wise, and we go, holy cow, that's pretty impressive because, you know, they're seven, but they're doing something that somebody that's 25 can't right. do. So it's an easy, quantifiable uh, spectrum versus the guy that's 65 and has this crazy thing that's uh, right. ability that's the same thing as uh, Jacob Collier or whatever, we just, because he's older, we're like, oh, okay, whatever, he's just 65. Yeah. Boring, yeah. A little too boring. old. 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, there's there's definitely plenty of those people though that have been successful. I I think I'm probably messing up who it was. I think it was Cezanne though, the painter. Yeah. That yeah. was like the late bloomer type. And you, what something you were saying was that's why I thought of this in general was you can find like. 30 versions of a painting before you got to the one that is famous, right? Mm -hmm. But now those previous um, paintings, the like scrapped ones that he never wanted to show anyone are worth just as much as like the famous one, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of like the, the, the Hendrix family or whatever, like putting out the old stuff that he wouldn't like never put out himself. But, um, because it's there, they do it. it and my wife and I, we've talked about that too. Like, um, what, if you were an artist, like if you, if your music took off and it was making lots of money, but there was just tons of stuff you never ever wanted anyone to hear, <laughs> but then you died, would <laughs> you want them to put that out if you knew that it was going to take care of them, you know? Well, I mean, statistically, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's kind of a no-brainer when it comes to family. Artistically, it'd be like, that's like somebody going through my journals after I'm dead. <laughs> like, no, just burn them. Get rid of it. I don't want anybody to know like what I'm really thinking about them or, or something like that. Uh, though, I mean, clearly music is a different thing. You're not going like, this guy was such a jackass to me today or whatever when you're writing it down. Uh, it's more of a... Uh, the... Uh, what's the way to put it? It's more of the creative process we don't want anybody to see the flubs you know we want them to just have like this is what i'm satisfied with so this is the the aspect of this song that i want to share with you not be like times where i was out of tune or you know i couldn't get the particular passage right or whatever that i drilled and drilled and drilled and then it's out there it's like releasing the practice before a concert or something you know the, by practice before a concert and i don't mean like day of that you've been working towards i mean like day one when you're getting the music fresh and there's no markings on the page and you're sitting there and being like okay i'm gonna play this note this way or maybe i want it this way or what are, does it make it harder to go with this side? Or, you know, how do I want to do it? You know, um, yeah. those types of things. And I think that's a little bit different. But ultimately, if it came down to like that being a fiscal thing for my family, get take it. I don't care. I'm dead. What am I going to do? <laughs> come back sure. and haunt. Give his motivation to come back and haunt. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but I, I really wouldn't care. Um, so I'd be more, I guess you could say if it was unfinished works, then I'd be a little bit more uh, insecure about it. You know what I mean? Like if it was like an undone thing, even if it was a lousy done thing, I'd be more satisfied with that than something that was phenomenal, but unfinished. Interesting. Well, I mean, now that's kind of what you hear. Um, that's, that's all you see from like the Hendrix family, right? Yeah, 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 no kidding. I'm getting all kinds of, the audio is a little weird. I don't know why. Yeah, you're starting to get quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, I, it's being being weird over here. That's not the new interface, is it? No. Okay. I, I mean, it's I can do it like this, but it's kind of noisy too. So th the problem is you're you're really quiet to me, but then I'm really loud to me. And I can't. Now you're better. Yeah, you know, I turned the I put the noise gate on so I could hear you better. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, tactical problem. So yeah, and I guess this all relates to the the Instagram thing and uh, with Mateus uh, Asado and even with the what you said that Eric Johnson said. How like I wonder how much like does this all feed together in the sense of uh, Eric Johnson. Uh, just I have your quote here. You know, <laughs> has the function of music changed? You know, like uh, he was basically reminiscing of like he's like before back, way back when that uh, people would listen to music to kind of get lost in it. It was a time of t almost like watching a good TV show. That's something yeah. just audible. Now it's like it's background. It's this, you know, we throw it on when we're working out. It's become more of a, a noise thing than uh, an experience, quote unquote, uh, at least my words on it. And I kind of get what he's coming from. But then my like argumentative brain is like, well, is that just looking through the glass half 
or looking what's so uh, the good old days bias of uh, things used to be so much better if we did it this way or yeah. when we were you know it's interesting though cause, so this was an interview he was doing with rick beato and i saw it oh um, nice and he wasn't like being down about it in a way he was just kind of like i he's kind of like eh, maybe it sort of changed you know like he's like maybe the function of music has changed and it's not really about the um you know sitting around and just listening and enjoying it. and he's talking about not like musicians right we all listen to it and i know i actually put this on my facebook page and you know half the people were like well i you know like i listen to music like that but like well i know the musicians do because we're nerdy about it and that's what we love to do but kind of like putting that out there let's say for non-musicians how often are you only just listening to music as the only activity that you do um and not like listening to music while you're working out or listening to music while you're cutting the grass or doing the dishes or listening to music while you're watching a playing a video game or something like one of you just solely spending the time listening to music or even more like somebody was pointing out and we used to do this too and maybe you did this as a kid you like have just like almost like listening parties with your friends, you know, like you're just hanging out and like, that's what you did. You weren't playing a game. You weren't like, yeah, you yeah. weren't talking about anything. You're just listening. And yeah. I remember doing that with the Stone Temple Pilots, the new, new U2 albums, stuff like that. Like I would do that. It just nothing. But that also goes with like, you know, I can't remember. I don't see a whole lot of houses with high end stereos in them anymore. Yeah. That's another good point. It's like it, you have yeah, everyone's listening through their like Amazon Echo or whatever or the soundbar or something. Well, I mean, clearly we know from experience. You know, as soon as I got those good nobles <laughs> right here, um, you know, as soon as I got some good headphones, I was like really good. Not AirPods, not Beats, not whatever, but just kind of went to an extreme and dropped. What was it like three hundred and fifty bucks? Well, I paid three fifty. They're considerably cheaper now, but it was like all right, let's see what all the hubbub's about. And I put them in and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like getting a new pair of glasses. You know, it's like, I didn't know I was missing all that detail. And that right there, you know, hooked me right into actually listening. It's, you know, it's like I said, I told my, I got my wife those grottos and she, she listens to music all the time now. Mm -hmm. like, so she just like go in a room, put some head, like the headphones on and they're great headphones. And she just loves it. Like it just makes her smile like the whole time, you know, and yeah. she obviously loves being around music or she would have left me forever ago <laughs> but but i mean i i don't know <clears throat> if that's partly because of the influence of marrying a musician and that she's into it that way or i don't know if she did that before we were i don't think she ever really did yeah um, so we listen to a lot of music in our house there's there's always music on um, mm -hmm. almost 24 7 there's music on in the house um, and everything you can think of. It's just the way it is here. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, yeah, it, do you think it's just a bias? Was Or maybe was it always like that? Like, is it easy to say, oh, man, when I was a kid, we used to have listening parties or whatever. Um, well, but now they don't. But it's like, well, you're not a kid anymore. How do you know that's not what kids are doing? You don't, yeah. don't know that. I mean, I think there's that's clearly some of it is like that bias is is there duh, that just happens with age you know you remember things through a, a particular lens just because of whatever but the um what if i do that that makes a difference the um underlying thing i think is just the attention span might be part of it uh speaking of the facebook instagram thing you know when you're scrolling you're not really reading every particular post you're going for something that's got the gotcha and then you, you kind of look at it mm -hmm. um and, and that maybe that's factoring into just lowering attention span in general when it's so quick and it's such a rewarding thing of taking the gamble and flipping through. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. Click. All right, whatever. And then you just kind of like go through the rest of it uh, to something else. It's almost like pulling a thing on a slot machine. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. I didn't win. Oh, Hey, I won. So if I keep playing, I'll keep winning. Something interesting will eventually come along. And then the algorithms go into feeding that. It finds the stuff that you're interested in. So you keep continually getting these things. And then those things maybe get a little bit boring. Um, 
so it's kind of it could be all just self-feeding into it you know it's, it, the algorithm is designed to get your attention in the quickest way possible it finds the things that are, are quick and get your attention which has you lower your attention span because it's quick mm -hmm. and then so you keep feeding it and the algorithm keeps giving it to you and the next thing you know you have this positive feedback of a nice ad walking advertisement you know um which uh, and we all love it so it's not like it's complete i don't think it's completely negative i have a, a thing uh, pet peeves with social media in general, regardless, but that's completely not related to that particular thing. Um, well, maybe it is, maybe it has to do with a little bit more of depth and conversation and, and so on. It's so public and soundbite worthy that you can't have in-depth conversations, which is funny because we're promoting this on social media and everything else, you know, and we have this hour long form discussion about guitar and all that. So it's this weird flux of, all this stuff together you know it, it, to joe rogan having three-hour podcasts while getting stoned is not something that you normally would pay attention to but that's the most popular thing that's out there which is nuts you, you, you think about it it's like really <laughs> like that's that's the most popular podcast is this guy talking but i think it's also people just enjoy the honest banter uh, and it's, it's something you can throw on and not have to pay attention to you know, to an extent. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of getting into that, the... Uh, why are we more attracted to... Well, <laughs> there's that aspect, like, the sort of, like, he, here's the real me thing. But it's fake, though, right? Like, the... <laughs> it's a big problem, and it's a huge problem, or in a, a problem, I say it's a problem, Uh with like Instagram and stuff and in particular with the guitar players where there's all this stuff and this is part of what Mateus was saying why he quit that it it's played off like it's sort of like a one-off like hey I'll just put the camera on and look at this cool little riff thing I'm working on but what in reality it is was 75 takes you know <laughs> the lighting's perfect the sound may or may not be the sound from that particular take but the video was better so you use the sound from the other one and it which is all fine you should put out the best product you can or whatever it's the like sort of disingenuous side of social media though where yep. no one's it, it makes it makes everyone else feel like well why can't i get that sound like why doesn't it sound like this or why man when i try that the first time it doesn't really work that well but he gets it on his first, you know, he does it like off the cuff, but like that person actually didn't do it off the cuff. So that they're, they're presenting a fake person or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's not the real whoever they are. And I think Mateus kind of mentioned that too. Like you spend hours and hours making these little 60 second videos for Instagram. Um, yeah. maybe not hours and hours i know that when i do something the only things that are really raw for me on instagram are when i'm practicing quote unquote like when i'm doing drills that's just like i got to a point where i was like well i'm doing this drill and it should be perfect so i did the things with like multiple multiple takes and all that stuff and then i was just like yeah screw it it's it's practice that's it you know practices for discovering the per and working it out so yeah. uh that's generally if it's the metronome going that's not like i've done it 16 17 times it's like i found i hit record and i go through it you know with all the the beats and bloops and wonderful mess that's part of it just to be able to get the experience of playing it and recording things though i do think there's a great benefit to doing the recording things with the idea of putting it out because it puts you into a pressure situation yeah. And that mindset is something that gets you better. Like it causes, it pushes more focus because you're actually paying attention to everything that's going on. Yeah. But do you, do you think like, I mean, is what people put on face or on Instagram in particular, is it music? Like when you put a 60 second, cool lick idea whatever on there um particularly like overly polished but that's one thing or another um 
and you're doing that daily, but, but maybe you've like, none of it turns ever turns into a song, mm-hmm. you know, it never turns into an album or anything. It doesn't ever evolve into anything. It's just that little sort of trick. Um, is that what our music is now? Is that maybe back to Eric's thing? Like no one even like, that's all we can take is 30 seconds of a sort of a riff, but you know, it doesn't really have to have any, there's no development. There's no theme and motives. None of, the, none of that stuff gets, none of that ever happens in any of those videos. No, no, definitely not in 60 seconds. Uh, I mean, I can appreciate the sort of like, Hey, I'm going to tackle the 60 second challenge and I'm going to, like a Bruce Foreman, who's a jazz guitar player, they put out an album of like little sixty-second things, but each one was like a musical statement that was a little different. And it's kind of a clever little project. Hmm. But uh, I was going to point out that Max Richter, the minimalist composer, some of his tracks are like a minute, minute and a half, and they're yeah. great. Like it's like, but is that all he does? You know. No, clearly not. I mean, I was just—I was just going to counter that, but that is like waiting in with his other tracks that are six, seven minutes, uh, and <clears throat> even more. He's got that twenty-four hour album <laughs> as well, so he's clearly got the balance on both ends of the spectrum with that. Um, and I think—I mean, I think there's great things about it. I mean, it's so cliched, but it's true in, a, in the ultimate sense because it's like there's great things about it. Because we see stuff that's inspiring and interesting in that little blip. And there's really, really bad outcomes with it. There's a shortened attention span and this mystique of all oh, this guy nailed it in one take. It's like, no, I guarantee that if you go through his phone, you're going to see 14 yeah. takes with a lot more squaring involved. Well, uh, and then there, there's like 17 camera angles and like. Yeah, and all that other stuff. And then, like, it, this, there's clearly there's the fake videos. That ever that caused that controversy like X amount of months ago or years I don't even remember where Instagram guitarists were speeding up the videos and so on and it's like why the hell would you do that I mean some of these guys when they were speeding it up it's like you can clearly play like well it's just not fast and so you know it's, it's like if you want the Instagram fame I guess you kind of push it that hard in terms of the, the speed but again that goes to what's quantifiable is good music. It reminds me a little bit of one of the other issues that we have is, um, well, maybe this is what led to the Instagram phenomenon in that there, at least a few years ago, some of the like you more bigger YouTube players, that's a little bit longer format, <laughs> but like have zero albums out, have don't have a band, never play live. But like have signature guitars and endorsements, mm-hmm. and and some of them in the pseudo like jazz ish world, um, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a weird thing, and I don't begrudge them for having that success or whatever, but it's like they don't even have an album. There's no, they never actually made any music in a way, <laughs> like it's just oh. like these yeah. two minute clips of some pretty amazing playing, but it's not, there's no like, uh, it's, it's all flash and no substance or something. Well, I, there's something to, I think there's a little bit of substance. Like there's clearly the flashy stuff is what gets your attention. Like watching somebody just sit there and isn't going to really hold your attention too much unless you're like a technique fiend and David Russell's doing it and you want to see exactly how his fingernail is coming off the string or whatever. But to, that's not that appealing. But, you know, to this you know, something a little bit faster or whatever is immediately it catches somebody's eye. You know, maybe it's like the idea of speed is so ingrained into the human evolutionary psychology of a measurable uh event that no matter what that actually takes it uh comes up in no matter what form it's something that we pay attention to because it's easily be like oh that was fast like you can definitely tell when something is fast hmm. or you know what i mean sure um who knows and, and i'm just kind of rambling a little bit about that i gotta stop reading so many books on evolutionary psych lately um <laughs> but the uh uh 
part, I th maybe that's part of it. And then that just becomes hyper commercialized. It, the algorithms feeding into it. And then we get these things and we don't necessarily have art anymore because maybe there has to be some type of a depth to art that requires more participation on the listener than 60 seconds. You know, it's like, go, and, and once that's like going to an art museum and getting bored, it's like, well, you know, there's a reason why these classic works are classic works and they're, they're sitting behind armed guards because everybody wants to steal it and it's worth whatever amount of money. You know, it's, it's not to be instant like that. Like it takes time to engage with the work and get what they're doing. You know, sometimes it takes reading the plaque just to kind of open the door. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was talking with uh, my brother-in-law as the head of a sculpture department and uh, we were talking, I was watching the GFA and another brother, we were all over at our house and the GFA was on during my birthday. So I'm like, I, I turn it on. And the set piece was very, very GFA, odd. for anyone who doesn't know, it's a classic guitar. guitar competition. Yeah, it happens every year. But every year they have a new set piece by a new composer. So, and that doesn't get released till a month before the event. So everybody that competes has one month to learn a virtuosic piece of music and compete with it right then and there. So uh, that's the draw. It's like, ooh, we get to see, you're good, but are you that good? Because <laughs> that's yeah. a, a whole different level. You can read the piece or have the music, but I doubt your sight reading it <laughs> in that environment. Uh, so anyways, um, the piece was like, I thought it was pretty cool, but it had a lot of microtonal bends. Yeah. So it, instead of doing just a straight chromatic thing, you know, and everybody was playing it the same way. And one of my brothers-in-law's remarked, like, that just sounds terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, it, I get what you're saying, but that is unbelievably hard to do consistently like every single time that thematic thing comes around to keep that line going in those microtonal steps especially on a nylon string you know and uh, I mean, that's just a not familiar with that music so then it becomes but that's horrible. what i'm getting with. and it's uh, like so my brother-in-law that was a sculptor guy he's like i've tried explaining high art to people that aren't involved in any artistic thing and it's just hard and i'm like yeah i guess that makes sense you know it it, it is that step into um specialized where you have to know it so well to realize what they're doing that makes it that difficult and there is a lot of that going on in artistic circles especially in academia and i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing but i think that in order for people to get more enjoy enjoyment of it you have to learn to engage a little bit more besides the the quick little glance at the mona lisa you know you got to stare at that thing and get who yeah, plays sure. Uh, or however it is, even poetry, you know, right. the, you know it, it, all these things in art forms became what they were because they're speaking to some level of an intuitive function of the human brain that everybody can pick up on. I mean, it's like everybody has music to an extent. Everybody does uh, visual arts. Every culture throughout history has right. those representations there. So there's clearly something deeply part of this that relates to that yeah we'll, we'll have to get in uh, two things we'll have to get into that someday just what is art kind of <laughs> yeah which is an interesting topic yep. um because it's not at least in my opinion it's not just like like taking a picture a beautiful picture doesn't necessarily mean it's art right mm -hmm. um art has to have some there's another aspect of it probably um but it, it reminded me of something earlier which is I had a boss, I work in engineering during the day, um, and he was talking about his sister who was a PhD music, you know, composer, whatever, and taught in college, and, like, she's dedicated her life to making music and writing music, <clears throat> and he was talking about how his family, they all went to see some thing that she put on, you know, um, I don't know if it was a recital or it was just a concert or whatever. And he was like, yeah, we all were like, she clearly went off the deep end, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I said to him, I'm like, so she's dedicated her entire life to music. Like, and you know it, and you love her, you know, she's your sister. You're proud of her. You know she's smart. You know that um, she has good ideas or whatever, but you won't listen to, or you can't get past, like, whatever perceived thing you have about music to just trust your sister to take you someplace like mm -hmm. you can't just let go and say you know what she is the expert in music 
maybe I should listen and just if she tells me that it's good, I'm not saying you have to totally accept it, but like maybe you should at least be open to it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if a, if you met um a, like Chef Ramsay or whatever, right? And he made you something and he's like, this is the best thing. Trust, this is the best thing I've ever made in my life. Like, this is so good. And you're like, I, this is disgusting. You know, um, who's right there? Like, I mean, you like to think that you would say, you know what? I'll give it a try. I'm going to give it. I mean, this guy makes, he's one of the greatest chefs in the world. Most people think so. Whatever, you know, like I trust that they would give me something good. But for some reason, with music, and I think most people would actually. Most people would say, "All right, let's try it. That that sounds good." Um, where in music, we're just like, "No, nope. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Yeah, that's horrible music. It sounds awful." <laughs> or we obviously it happens in visual art too. Or, well, that's a. The, there's also the trickle down from the academic ivory tower, like as much as she was like in there and at the forefront of like pushing the musical boundaries that's probably 30 years before it's going to become common to ever where everybody else is. You know, it's like those ideas happen and then it takes forever for that to kind of like eventually become like, Oh yeah, that's this. Um, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I think that that happens a lot. Um, you know, and it's not that we can't appreciate those particular things, but there's some things that we just don't get I, to harp on the Jacob Collier thing. It's like, clearly I know the kid is unbelievable at what he does. But I just don't put on his music. Yeah, but like, you you also don't say. Um, oh, that's bad. He's yeah. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you just uh, say, well, it's not it's not really my thing. I, I can here's there's some things about it that I like, and there's some things that I don't like. Mm -hmm. But you don't just outright be like, he's making garbage. You know, like <laughs> yeah, he has I, no I, no talent whatsoever. He's useless. Yeah, old enough with my music playing and experience to where it's like. Nah, if you're publishing stuff and it's being pu or being published, you're not a slouch. I may not like it, but that doesn't mean you're a moron. You know, yeah. like back when if I was 20, it would be the complete. Of course, I'm a moron. This is garbage. Blah blah blah. Look at my new album, self. You know, it's, it's a, you know, and, and there's something to be said for that too. It's like, well, if you think that it's that bad, you can be better. There's really not, especially today. Like when I was 20, it was like, okay, you got to pay for studio time. You got to blah, blah, blah. There's a lot more. Nowadays, it's like spend the 150 bucks, get an interface and a condenser mic, and let's see what you got. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's very easy to put the money where your mouth is with uh, anything. So I think that it's uh, the topic of art and guitar and music is it, it's huge. It's, it's absolutely giant. I mean, it's clearly huge because that haven't really budged too much off of that outside of bashing on the Facebook and the Instagram things. Um, and maybe, maybe there is a deadening to an extent of quality and commercialization. Who knows? Uh, it, uh, it's, it's the strangest thing. You know, you get Warhol where he produced tons of uh, mass produced some artwork, but it's still fantastic. So yeah. you know, the pr production quality of it, stayed up there you know is, is it an original no but it's really freaking close like really really close so um there's something to be said that value is also something in terms of the quality of the product that's produced even if it's produced 70 times or seven hundred thousand times if it's really good quality great you know there, there's going to be duds and everything else in there it's a, it's a hugely immense topic but th that goes to what other things that move people what other stories move people you know a lot of the there's religious iconography there's tribal music there's uh i mean it's a cave drawings it's it's everywhere everybody has something to say with that in order to tell some somebody else something and the funny thing is is like stuff that we've had i don't know maybe we have something going back like forty thousand years of the cave drawing you can tell that it's hunting like i'm definitely not a hunter i don't know any well i haven't hunted or foraged for food ever but looking at that cave drawing picture like a picture of it obviously not in person it's like oh that's what this guy's doing which is crazy in terms of you figure the communicative staying power of something that old that it speaks to every single human being that looks at it, it's like oh that's what they're doing you okay. know that that's pretty freaking cool i wonder what would happen if we had recordings 
from like the first instruments and, and so on, you know, what it would be in terms of like, what would it sound like? You know, that, uh, what was that? Was it an X-Miles episode where they had the Lazarus Bowl or whichever, where like they were allegedly tracking this item that uh, when Jesus called, uh, uh, raised Lazarus from the dead and like used the words that he said, somebody was spinning a bowl and it oh. recorded it. Actually, you know, I think I do. That sounds sort of familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was X Files or maybe Warehouse 13. One of the two. Some show like that. Yeah, and it was just. No, oh, that would that would be fascinating. You know, just to hear the old like maybe there's some rock that's vibrating like a, a lyre song from thirty thousand years ago or whatever. Um, who knows? It, that would be it. Would be interesting to really hear the foundational aspects of music as compared to what we've developed once we were able to keep better records and we really have gotten better records there's no doubt about that but you yeah. know like now that we are able to especially able to access it in a second you know it's uh how much has really changed with that is the song if we heard a sad song that some composer forty thousand years ago or whatever played or some shepherd or whatever would we still think it's sad now you know, that would be a real interesting uh, take on that. Like, uh, th th things that we'll probably never know yeah. any way, shape, or form. Unless the Childhood's End thing happens. Did you ever read that book? Why do I know the name? Who is it? Is that Clark? No. I don't remember. Yeah, it's a Clark book, I think. Um, now I'm blanking, but it, I'm gonna do the internet <laughs> it sort of starts like Independence Day, you know, where there's... The spaceships come to Earth, but I don't want to give it away too much, but I'm going to, which is spoiler warning. But yeah, here's spoiler warning. So if you don't, if you're going to read a childhood's end, you might want to turn off for a second. But uh, basically, though, like they at some point they share the like history of Earth because the these aliens have been recording it forever. So you could go like watch Jesus and Muhammad and and all this stuff. Well, and then like religion just disappears basically. Like Yeah. Yeah. Cuz people could see it in the book. <laughs> um which as you can imagine other events happen because of that too, right? Um But anyway, it's kind of so they like recorded everything. So if you wanted to go see dinosaurs, you could go in anywhere. Like imagine just like the ultimate like recording devices. You could go watch anyone, go see anything you ever wanted to. It's all recorded. So to your point, like a childhood's end, you could be like, hey, I wonder where is the first sign of humans singing music or something? Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be wild. Would it even be human? You know, it's probably some bird song or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or reptile song at the time. That's ex I, I wonder, yeah, you, you think almost that once humans started using their voice or, you know, or human-like things to, like, mimic other animals, like to hunt or whatever, and then that becomes, like, a song. Like, hey, we we caught this weird animal and they made this sound, so let's all sing that sound so more of them come around and whatever. Yeah, hey, I mean, it's, 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 if it works to feed you, you tend to repeat the process again. <laughs> However, yeah, right. you, you know, it's like, oh, it's, look at this. I have money in my bank account. I'm going to do more of this. So, yeah. hopefully. Um, Is that why you play classical guitar? Yeah, exactly. Like the, the forthcoming meme. <laughs> Is that why you play jazz? Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, even with that, you know, it's it's a it's a both end. I'm lucky enough to pull in money with it, but um, I still don't think that. I mean, clearly, that's not the thing that drives me to do it, and I'd still be doing it no matter what. I mean, if I'm sitting there in a fever dream, thinking of how can I get my guitar here so I can work, is uh, that that's not just a, a thing uh, where it's oh, it's just it's just a job. So yeah, it uh, it is it's definitely more than that, and I think that's the thing that makes musicians musicians versus everything else. It's like yeah, we do this all the time, like that's that's just it. It's wired. It's like okay, like the, we got to bring in that article that you sent me by what's her face, the woman I want to slap, uh, wow. and that thing. Oh God, that is. 
that is just awful. So she's a an advice columnist. Is that it? Yeah. Well, what's her name? Anne something. Anne Landers. Yeah. I'm yeah. You her. don't remember seeing those as a kid? I, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Like ask Anne a question, yeah. and some per, somebody sends a letter in, and she answers. Yeah. So, anyways, it, the title of the article says "Guitar is no substitute for a balanced lifestyle." <laughs> And so the, it goes like, Dear Anne, my husband and I are having an ongoing battle with our 15-year-old son. He has fallen in love with his guitar and, he, and nothing else in his life matters. Homework and friends have been forgotten. Oh, well, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, we agreed to give him lessons and his teacher said he is quite talented. However, we worry about his failing grades and lack of a social life. Again, uh, we have had so many frustrating conversations with him, explaining the importance of being a well-balanced person and how this will affect him getting into college. We've also tried limiting the guitar time, but nothing has changed except he is making the family more miserable than ever. Is there anything that we can do? And I was like, good Lord, that sounds exactly like me at that age. <laughs> Maybe I missed the part where it says, uh, his teacher says he's very talented or whatever. Yeah, yeah that would be like, then you should probably listen to his teacher. Um, the, anyways, but her reply is a thing that just was like, wow, you're boring. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not mean, just like she's clearly a if she's writing an advice columnist, she's clearly got nothing better to do with her time besides mess with other people. Anyways, <laughs> so she replied, uh, dear parents, have a long talk with Elvis, quote unquote, and explain your position. Tell them your Yeah, like what a, what a jerk comment that was. Yeah, that like was they, just like, She wants to call the son Elvis because the only yeah, well, like they did. guitar player she could think of. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but the... Uh, the the writer signed off as parents of the next Elvis, quote unquote. So uh, maybe it was a little bit of a derogatory shot at the kid. Oh, sure. Sometimes they did label it. So in all honesty, that's what it says. And I'm, I'm looking right at it, obviously. But she says, uh, explain your position. Tell him you appreciate his musical talent and will be supportive, provided he keeps his grades up and occasionally participates in non-guitar activities. Agree to two hours a day of guitar time. I can't help but laugh at that. <laughs> Agree to two hours a day of guitar time during the week and unlimited weekends if he keeps up his end of the bargain. Lock up the equipment if you have to. Yeah, that would never happen. <laughs> uh, and the boy needs to, some balance in his life. And if it's any consolation, when he discovers girls and cars, the guitar will be less important to him. Yeah, what, but, what, a, like, yeah. a, what a crappy way. Like, it's one thing to say, you know, make your kid do their homework or whatever. Uh, but then to say, you know, don't worry about it anyway. As soon as girls come around and yeah. like it's like the most like chauvinistic like and also like just like uh, it's just horrible oh what cars and cars and girls then i'll never think about guitar again don't worry because that's yeah. better like that's the <laughs> it's such a god i mean it it, it wrangled me in so, just so many different ways this thing is just such a freaking cliched outlook and I mean, it's like if the it's maybe it just really pisses me off as a teacher because it's like kid has that much drive and talent. Look out! Like, well, why are we? Another whole topic we'll have to get into one day. But like, why do we always push towards mediocrity or like everyone has to be the same? Like that's that's unfortunate part of our school system. I don't mm -hmm. maybe it's everywhere, but like we're trying to make everyone the same and everyone equal and everyone like. We never, like, say you have a class and a kid's just, like, really getting into some, like, scientific concept or something. We say, oh, wait, it's 1135. You have to stop working on that. It's time for English class. It's like, well, that kid's, like, driven right now. Like, why not just let them figure mm -hmm. that thing out? Like, you have an opportunity right now, like, to spur creativity and innovation and, like, just thought process and problem solving and all these things. But instead we say, nope. You know, and by the way, you're not going to get a chance to think about that problem that you were getting into for the next six hours. Mm -hmm. You know, no way you don't get to think about it. Like, why? Why we teach like that, and why we treat education like that is really unfortunate. It um, is. It, it's quite unfortunate. It's uh, it's not letting anybody play to their strengths. Yeah, you know, which is uh, I absolutely can't stand personally. Um, especially as a teacher i mean that's like like one of the last things that i would potentially do but that 
then again, my teaching environment is more one-on-one than it is in the classroom. So that classroom settings make it more difficult. But then you can add in, like, does the compulsory element of the classroom, K through 12, factor into the push through to just get to the next thing done because we have to get all these particular things done. And by the time they're out, you know, they're 18 and they're expected to do whatever else, you know, you have no, you haven't got good at anything because we didn't let you. (laughs) But now you got it. Now you got to go fend for yourself out in the world. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) How do I cook? Well, you go to McDonald's, son. Well, you did take a class once for 30 minutes on how to cook. So you should be good. Yeah, when in seventh grade, it's now been five years. (laughs) So, uh, it uh, yeah, all that stuff. But yeah, we'll keep we'll keep that in the back burner. So, like, we're not going to talk about that again. (laughs) Um, But maybe like, yeah, I don't know that the Landers thing just really pissed me off. It's uh, it's like crushing this kid's potential to be like everybody else you know though it, it could have been like one of our parents that wrote that <laughs> if the thought did go through my head uh and, my, and i'm just like two hours a day that's it it's easy for us to say well like we know what it takes or at least have some idea what it takes to be good yeah. at something and it takes a lot longer than two hours a day um so your kid showed initiative to do anything more than two hours a day. Yeah. Didn't you want to like support that? Mm-hmm. That's uh, I mean, outside of like playing video games, but uh, <laughs> to an extent, yeah. you know, it's that the drive of self-improvement in a task that has intellectual and characteristic depth shouldn't be sniped off to do something that's kind of meaningless. To an extent, right? You know, you know what's gross too is like, if the kid was a pianist or violinist, then I guarantee that Anne would be like, "Oh, you have to support that." You know, you should go find a good, better teacher. You should go, like, how did you get a good enough equipment? Like, you know, you might have something there. You might have, <laughs> but because it was guitar, guitar is like this bad thing, you know. That is a good point. I wonder. I mean, maybe, maybe she's coming with the the filters of the fifties or whatever, wherever she grew up. So the guitar wasn't considered, or and I mean, it's still not to an extent uh, a virtuosic instrument in terms of public perception. Like it, we, we all know that the, the crazy. You get what I'm saying? Like when somebody said they were a concert pianist, you'd immediately pick her have a particular thing if somebody said it, i'm a trained jazz guitarist they wouldn't be the same oh yeah uh, for sure level of picture with that like in terms of the the perception wouldn't yeah be their as- their status in society is not as high that's what yeah, like a class like a real classical greek pianist is like with doctors and stuff right <laughs> like mm-hmm. like oh you're one of those people you know you're you're exactly exactly a different you- level class but yeah it Anything guitar, it's like, you're like street scum. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, geez. And this is positive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was, it's called I'm getting tired. So, um, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that might be a good spot to kind of end what we were talking about. I think it all ties together for the most part. Like, we started good in the Instagram and then Facebook algorithms and what is our art to a small extent. And does fate, does the algorithms control the response and then it becomes a self feedback loop. You know, we, we covered a lot of good stuff, not a huge amount of music, but I didn't really do a huge amount of music this past week. Um, yeah, I, guess, I guess just to plug a few things that recently happened, I did go on a get some productions podcast um, this past week. And was interviewed on there to talk about um, Chick Corea, who just passed away. So if you get a chance, I'll, we'll put the link in there. You can check yeah. it out. Um, it was kind of cool talking about that stuff. Just like if you want another podcast to check out, Keith and I can't remember his, the partner's name, I, who I didn't get to talk to. Um, it, they're running a pretty cool podcast over there about like production and like how do you make good uh, recordings and stuff. 
So that's going on. I, I guess that's the only thing I have to plug, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, we, we did. Got... Oh, last week, if you didn't see, we, Adam wasn't here. We did put out a um, kind of a lesson thing. So I think we're going to try to do more of those. Maybe we'll try to do another one this week. And Adam and I will just do them as we come around yeah. to it. But it's sort of the things we wish we knew when we first started. Um, mm-hmm. And we might even do them without really telling each other what we're doing so that it's possible you get the same lesson or the same sort of like thing from a different angle, which I think would be kind of nice. Yeah. I think that, that I, I can't wait to see that happen organically. Yeah. Right. That'll be interesting. So plus doing it's you saying that is like, Oh yeah, I should do something like that. I already have a couple in my head. Yeah. Same, it, yeah. It's like, I know exactly where I would go, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm sit down having a, a chance to sit down in fact i think this is the longest i've been <clears throat> talking in the last week and a half or whatever the most you've <laughs> been upright in a week yeah yeah that is true that is absolutely true so i'll take the win on that so <laughs> well cool let's call it let's call it till next right. time maybe this was episode five so are you counting on. the lesson thing is it yeah episode? i'm counting that i guess so maybe it's episode four however you want to count it's, it's all not great now we have two different counting systems <laughs>